can't get fooled again. Hey, welcome back in to Talking Catholic. And today we have to talk about that uh, conversation that Father David Nixon and I had about Black Lives Matter and Freemasonry, in which uh, appears to have upset um, all of the black Catholic internet, but not really. <laughs> what they appear to be upset about is about a one minute and 14 second clip that some tweeter finger person named Melinda Rebnick edited and posted on her Twitter profile. And then it was shared over on the black Catholic, um, black and Catholic Facebook group where the person posting it there committed all types of sins of offenses against the truth against me from comedy to rash judgment. And then the black Catholic messenger co-founder Alexandra Harris gets her, her beautiful self all up in hissy and tells father Dave Nix to apologize. And, and then Nate, the, another co-founder of a black Catholic messenger rests another hit piece on me where he says that I'm, I'm in Ohio and that I'm a YouTuber. I mean, who, whoever said those things about me? Like never. <laughs> um, so Nate, if you're going to write about me, get the details right. Just Google me. I'm easy to find. I'm an, I'm an open book. I'm David O. Gray. Uh, get your facts straight. So uh, Father Dave Nix did not want me to respond to this um, little thing that's going on here. But at this point, let's be honest. I'm the Batman. All right. And a black Catholic messenger is the Joker. And Black and Catholic Facebook group is Harley Quinn. And every now and then, it is the Batman's responsibility and duty to show these reckless villains who runs Gotham. So let's watch this clip together that everyone thinks is the worst thing in the world. And then I'll come back in and talk about talk about it. And I'll give a brief explanation why there is no such thing as a Black American culture. I worked with Focus 20 years ago. I was sent to Alabama, and I was really surprised to see the African-American immigrants did not want to hang out with the blacks in the South. They wanted to integrate into the Catholic community, into the campus ministry. And they were, you know, I'm sure you know Africans from Africa, but it's a it's a very um, refined call, almost like how you'd expect British to behave in the 19th century. It's a very refined culture. And they were disgusted at the African-American culture of just rap and sleeping around, everything that they found in the South. They wanted to hang out. And they didn't want to hang out with the white Catholics because they were white Catholics. It, they wanted to hang out because, like you said, just because they were Catholic, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they had nothing in common with the black culture of the South, but they had everything in common with Catholics. Um, and... You know, that's what Black Lives Matter is trying to do. It's, it's fabricating a false union based on white guilt and black. I don't know. But OK, now, so you saw that you heard that. And I could I, I could do a couple of things at this point. I could I could explain in context what Father Dave Nix was responding to and make his comments seem completely appropriate to the conversation that was going on before this one minute and 14 second clip. But I won't do that. I mean, let's just be lazy and do what lazy people do. Let's pretend we can isolate a one minute and 40 second, 14 second uh, clip out of a two hour conversation and act like that's what normal people do. So um, so here's my response to what Father Dave Nix was saying. And this is why I was nodding along like black Catholic messenger accused me, 
um, they accused me of. So in this clip, you heard Father Dave Nix talk about his experience working with Focus in Alabama, where he encountered immigrant Africans to America who did not want to associate with black Americans because they were not as culturally refined. Um, the examples of rap and promiscuity were mentioned. Okay. Okay, so, so to this point. Really, my question is, like, is where's the lie? <laughs> where's the lie? I mean, it's a well-known fact that immigrant Africans and their children do not like black Americans. In fact, all of the African diasporas, um, of all the African diasporas, the black Americans are known to be the, the least on the lowest on the totem pole because we are the dumbest and the least refined of the African diasporas. The black Americans are, are looked at by the Africans in the African diasporas from the islands in Central and South America of having the most, but doing the least with it. They see us as lazy, unfocused, and not worth their time. That is something I learned when I was at university when I encountered many of them, many of them from Ethiopia and from Ghana. And I thought everyone knew at this point that Africans and those from the African diasporas generally think very lowly of black Americans. I thought that was a known fact. Father Dave Nix found that out. Uh, and, and that's what he's repeating, what the Africans told him. Black Americans are laughed at and mocked by Africans and those of African diasporas. Because most of them, they immigrate to this country and accomplish in one generation what many of those who are descendants from those who immigrated out of slavery have yet to have still yet to accomplish. I mean, did you know that an African immigrant woman and even her first generation daughters are more likely if they do not marry someone from their own native country, they're more likely to marry a white man than a black American man. That's a fact. Africans and those of the African diasporas think very lowly of us. They, they don't even want to date or marry us. Even the first black president of this country and the first black vice president of this country are children of Africans and of the non-American African diaspora. And Kamala Harris herself married a white man. They don't associate with us. Where's the lie? Father Dave Nix was spot on. As for promiscuity, that was a finding of the Catholic Church itself in the early 1900s. When Father um, John E. Burke issued a report in 1912 for the United States Bishops Agency called the Catholic Board of Negro Mission, in which Burke outlined four obstacles that he believed were detrimental um, in, in bringing more blacks into the Catholic Church. Two of those obstacles of blacks becoming Catholic were the fact that too many of them belonged to secret societies like the Freemasons. And the other, another was that there was too much promiscuity, too much promiscuity among them. Broken homes, multiple marriages, scattered children. The, the Catholic Church found that. And that problem still exists today. And even, even in 2021, a black child is more likely to be born out of wedlock than in wedlock. A black child is 75% more likely that at some point in their life to be raised by a single mother or a grandmother. Now, if Alexandra Harris from the Black Catholic Marriage Center is listening, I know she wants to tell me about all the black men who have birthed children outside of wedlock who are still in their lives as weekend dads and stuff, right? Even if that's the case, even if that's the case for some of those children, Alexandra, that is not a family and that is not the standard. That's failure 
And those weekend dads are trying to compensate for failure. The key to success in this life has always been the family. And that is why children from two-parent homes far more often do better than children who are from single-parent homes. That's why Africans and non-American African diasporas do better than black Americans because they get married and they do not abort their children like black Americans kill nearly half of them in some cities, right? So because they have family, they have community, and because they have community, they have culture. Sometimes it's refined. So again, I ask, where's the lie in what Father David Nick said? I'll wait. Now the culture. As soon as people, as soon as I tell people that black Americans do not have a culture, they tune me out. I remember uh, a little while ago, a few weeks ago, my sister-in-law was in town and we, you know, we were debating and I said, well, black Americans don't even have a culture. She immediately tuned me out, got up and left. I think her and my wife went and got some wine, right? So I, I get it. I understand why what black Americans believe is that their culture is real, right? I, I get that. But let me explain. Most immigrant people to America in about four to five generations lose their culture, all immigrants. And they have from the Irish to the Germans to the English to the American African diaspora. After they immigrated out of slavery, all these cultures, all these communities have lost their culture and they all assimilated into the anti-American culture, which I'll explain shortly. The only exceptions are those immigrants that have maintained um, their, their culture or, or those from Thai communities. And they have these communities have largely only married within that community. I'm talking about people like your ascetic Jews, um, some Asian Indians, some Muslims, some Chinese and Japanese. But largely, all other immigrants have assimilated into the anti-American culture. But first, let me define culture from the traditional sense. I believe that culture has four clearly identifiable interconnected parts. The first mark is tr of tradition is cultures um, have traditions that belong to them, that they pass down from generation to generation. The second mark of a culture is that, uh, is that cultures have permanent mechanisms, such as initiation rites or rituals that pass down these traditions from generation to generation. It can be the bar mitzvahs for the Jews or the cotillions for the bourgeois, bourgeoisie black Americans. The third mark of um, a culture is that it has community. Cultures have a community. And that is oh, that is always visible um, to those in a community. Not always, it may not always be a Chinatown that everyone can see, but the community, to the community, the community is always discernible. The fourth mark, of a culture is that the culture has something that it produces and, and, and is known to produce um, uh, by those from the outside. For the Jews, it was the garment districts throughout the world. For Germans, it was the making pianos throughout the world. And for the pre-integration Black Americans, it was the music and the dance. So those are your four marks of a traditional culture. Um, tradition, mechanisms to pass down a tradition, community, and product. Now, according to those four marks, which of which we can argue, right? But of those four marks, do the American African diaspora, the black Americans, do they have culture? No. The American African diaspora in slavery had culture because culture takes centuries to develop and they had it. They had the traditions, the mechanisms to pass it down. They had the community and they had something they produced that were known to produce by those outside the community. 
Um, and and the, uh, some of those traditions made it out of slavery, things such as jumping a broomstick, some songs. But because they integrated into the free world and faced many obstacles, they became a new people and they had to develop new cultures and new traditions, right? So, and some of them were starting to develop the black bourgeoisie class with their Sigma Pi Phi, their Jack and Jill clubs and their cantillions. And for a while, your middle class blacks with the fraternities and sororities and college life were developing culture. And so were your southern blacks who uh, went into sharecropping. But again, culture takes centuries to develop. And right at the century mark, and, and, and uh, after just a few generations out of slavery, uh, the American African diaspora were, were compelled to integrate out of their communities again and immigrate out of their communities again and out of their cultures again and into what I will call for now the white American culture. Right? And, and this is why you have middle class blacks, some of your black and some of your black bourgeois, bourgeoisie thought that the better life was to move out of their community, out of their culture. Um, when people like my stepfather, Roy, you know, decided to move away from Leroy and Minnie and move next door to Tom and Becky, right? Integration at that precipice of when they were just about solidified, solidified culture and tradition and mechanisms and community and product was about the most harmful thing that could have ever happened to the American African diaspora. But it did. And they have never recovered. They have never recovered that community since. And because they have never recovered that community, they have never recovered culture but instead have assimilated into what I like Timothy Flanders at a meaning Catholic defines as anti-culture or American anti-culture. And I'll link a talk to that conversation that Timothy and I had on the subject in the description box below. In short, in short, the American anti-culture is a conglomeration between corporate media, social media, government, and Hollywood to create a false culture where they tell Americans what their traditions are and, and, and they will, they, and they'll make these traditions up as they go along. They'll make up something called sweetest day or they'll hijack religious holidays and rebrand them. Then they will tell us what our traditions are. And through commercials and movies and TV shows, they tell us how to pass down those traditions. They, they become the mechanism to pass down anti-culture. These engineers and, and they all they, they also tell us who our community is and they, they they they'll work with social media to redefine and refine to the point where community is anyone who thinks like us. Right. But that's the anti-culture It's the anti-culture. But it, it doesn't produce anything for the community, but it does produce massive profits for the engineers of the anti-community, the corporations, the leaders in government and so forth. So this is something this this is something that I'm developing more and more, perhaps a book one day. But in short, this is why I say that there's no such thing as a black American culture, because it doesn't have at least at least three of those four marks. But some might argue some might argue that there is still a black product uh, such as the music or the dress. But I say that even with that, that that's even run by the engineers. Proof of the fact is that it is the corporations who tell us what to listen to. They create the artists. Cardi B comes for them. Megan Thee Stallion comes for them. It is, no, it is no longer organic like it used to be. And the corporations will, they'll even tell us what to wear. Every, every couple of years, every year. Oh, this is what you wear. This is culture. That comes from them. That comes from Hollywood. That comes from entertainment. Therefore, 
Therefore, because there is no such thing as a black culture, there cannot be a black Catholic liturgy. No culture, no liturgical enculturation. Now, to be sure, if I had to decide between black Catholics having their own liturgy versus them keep trying to hook up the Norvis Order rite, I say, let them have their black Baptist Catholic liturgy because the Norvis Order rite is, is problematic enough without some black Catholics trying to put some hot sauce on it, right? Now, <laughs> now having this play um, that Father Dave Nix was correct, and we heard some African immigrants say, and proving to you, proving to you that most immigrant cultures have assimilated into the anti-culture over time. I hope you realize, black Catholics, that I am the Batman and you haven't figured out my weakness yet. <laughs> but until then, and until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Where's the lie? <laughs> Hi everybody, thank you for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also be sure to check out the content you've missed. If you'd like to keep supporting my work, consider joining my team on Patreon, where you'll be gifted great perks like books, hoodies, and mugs. Thanks again.